Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Socket Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of The Independent. And on this edition of the Ocean State Sidelines podcast, we're going to talk a little college basketball. Why? Because it's Monday night. We're less than 24 hours away from tip-off to what we're anticipating to be hopefully a productive season for our local teams, but one that will be back to normal well in the sense that we'll be there. We don't have to do post-game Zooms, and there will be fans in attendance as well. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's you know, back to, to more normal for pretty much everybody. Uh, I, I don't know if fans will be, you know, based on what you saw in, in a lot of sports over the past calendar year since things kind of opened back up, uh, I think fans will be really eager to get back to these games. Um, and, you know, even with exhibition games, there have been some some decent crowds. I think people are really excited and I know we're excited too to, to have the opportunity to uh, see games in person and actually talk to people in person as well. Uh, so yeah, it's going to feel a little bit more like uh, like real college hoop season when things kick off Tuesday night. Yeah, we have all four of our local Division One teams are in action. I know a lot of the women teams are you know, going to be taking the court as well. We'll begin with the men. Um, I guess, Will, we'll talk about the UR Rams first. Um, you know, they're hosting BU on Tuesday night. Uh, you know, it's year, I believe, three or four for the David Cox era. And, you know, one that obviously, like a lot of these teams in our area, you know, PC included, they're looking to turn the page after what was a rocky 2020-2021 season. Yeah, you know, they had uh, – they, they showed lots of flashes along the way, some, some good wins, some – uh, close losses to good teams. They beat Seton Hall. They they beat VCU, uh, but it just didn't didn't really click all year. And then you know toward the end of the year they really faded. Um, so it was a, it ended up being kind of a tough year. A lot of guys back. They lost Fats Russell, of course, onto onto Maryland, but uh, pretty much everybody else is back in the fold. And I think they have high hopes of sorting turning sort of turning things around, uh, getting back to who they were. Uh, previously to this, and I think um, you know the the, the no- normal off season kind of helped. You know, talking about normal things being back to normal, it, it's been back to normal for them. They were together in the summer, together in the preseason. They played secret scrimmages, they played exhibition games. So I think that will help a lot. And they feel like their chemistry is a lot better. They feel like they're more connected. They they looked that way in the exhibition game. Shared the ball really well, a lot of assists. So I think they they have the talent. It's going to be about putting things together. Yeah, I guess, you know, kind of maybe it will rise and fall with Jeremy Shepard, too. Uh, you know, uh, I think he got some uh, preseason 8-10 accolades. Uh, the guard is back, uh, averaged about 11 points a game last season. Yeah, you know, certainly their top returning player in terms of production from last year. Best shooter on the team, on a team that doesn't, you know, didn't shoot particularly well last year and, and may not shoot it all that well from outside again. But he's, he's the one guy they can really lean on there. And the backcourt, they added Ish Elamin, the uh, son of Khaled Elamin, the former UConn star, coming in as a grad transfer from Ball State. Ishmael Leggett is also uh, still around after a solid freshman season. You got Jalen Carey and then the uh, the freshman Sebastian Thomas, former Hendrickson star. They thought he was going to redshirt, but uh, it turns out he's kind of proved himself uh, as a capable player in practice, and he's going to get a shot this year. And then the front line, I mean, it should be a strength. The, the, the Mitchell twins, uh, Mikhail had a really good year last year when his brother Makai was out with a knee injury. Makai's back healthy this year. 
Uh, I think the two of them are going to really have good years, and Antoine Walker uh, should have a strong year as well. So the pieces are there. It's just going to be about, you know, playing the right way. Can they impose their will? Uh, too many times last year, they, they uh, you know, just, just sort of let other teams dictate. And I think defense will also be a big key for them. They want to get back to their defensive roots in a big way. No, I think maybe the key along that front court you spoke of, Will, is, is Antoine Walker. You know, he started every game last year for the Rams. So I thought he was might have been the most consistent player. You know, you know, Fats Russell had his good games and obviously had his tough shooting nights. But I thought consistency from start to finish, I thought Walker was their most, you know, dependable guy night in and night out. Yeah, he probably does does what he does, plays his role better than anybody on the team. There are guys who are a little more explosive, who might be able to do a few more things, but he is going to score, he's going to get rebounds. And I think they're looking for him to, to kind of take a little bit of a leap and do that literally every game and just be that kind of, you know, average a double-double kind of guy in contention for an all-conference honor uh, and really be a key for them. Again, again, we'll switch to the uh, Providence Friars. They're also in action on Tuesday night. They'll be back at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, you know, a place they did not play last season. Their home games, they played all their games at Alumni Hall, at least the home ones. They got Fairfield, the uh, school that Ed Cooley came from back in 2011. It's hard to believe that Ed Cooley now going on to his 11th season at Providence College. And kind of similar to the Rams, Will, of a year ago, where they were up and down, had some good moments, but just could not find that consistency that, you know, you need needed, especially during a tough season when you're fighting all these COVID protocols. Yeah, I know it's, it was, there were, there were good moments, there were bad moments and ultimately just, just not quite enough. And in the big East, I mean, you, you've got to be consistent. If you want to be good, you've got to win games consistently. It's such a tough league. And I think it will be again, but I think Providence feels like they have, a better opportunity this year. Uh, and they're certainly, I mean, a really, really experienced team. Like Nate Watson has been in college forever. You've got a bunch of graduate guys listed as graduates on the roster, whether they're transfers or, or guys who have stuck around for an extra year. So I think uh, you got to start there with the, with the experience for the Friars. You got to start there with the experience. Nate Watson came back for a fifth year, you know, granted because of COVID, Noah Harkler, another one who came back, uh, he could have graduated a year ago, maybe try to move on, see if he can make some money professionally. And also, like you mentioned, they brought in two key transfers, Al Durham from Indiana, Justin Manaya from uh, South Carolina, two guys who have played in big-time environments throughout their career. They're not going to be scared by going into Big East arenas. And you add in a Jared Bynum who was injured for part of last year. I thought that's when PC season really kind of slipped off the rails when they were missing – that true point guard out there. And also to AJ Reeves, we forgot to talk about him. He's been there. This is going into his fourth year. He looks noticeably leaner. He's out to uh, kind of maybe prove that the player that we've seen drips and drabs of throughout his career. We want to see that on a more consistent level if you're Ed Cooley, but I think the pieces are there to potentially make a run. It's just a matter of, can everybody get together on the same page? And also too, can the Friars hit shots? That was a big issue for them a year ago. And also defensively, it was one of Ed Cooley's worst teams since he's been at Providence College. Yeah, that's going to be a big key. I mean, and like you said, A.J. Reeves, I mean, he's a guy who, who burst onto the scene a few years ago uh, and has, has always had that potential, but there was an injury along the way. This is like a, seems like a chance for him to really, really come through one last time here. 
you know, you know, uh, Alan Breed, he stepped in a little bit last year when Bynum was absent in the point guard role. And also uh, Bryson Denied, the New Bedford product who went to uh, St. who played at St. Andrews, went to Syracuse as a freshman year. He's back for a second year with the Friars to see if they can provide some scoring depth off the bench. I think this team will, in particular, this Friar team, it's different from previous ones where you go into the season knowing you have a certain group that you'd be relying upon. Most of the time, Ed Cooley has gone in, maybe sometimes playing as many as 10, 12 guys early in the season to try to find that rotation. And I think the experience that we referenced, a lot of the gray bears, if you want to call them college basketball, it's kind of made his job easier knowing who he'll be counting on when the ball, when the games start to count for real. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's, that's who you're going to roll with when you have those guys. And I mean, different players may step up in, in certain games, but you've got a lot of experience to lean on. So I think that will be big. Uh, and you know, the schedule as always is, is tough for the Friars. Big East play begins in mid December. So uh, they'll, they'll be at that quick. Uh, and before that, we should note the return of the uh, of the rivalry game, Rhode Island's rivalry game. You or I in Providence will play on December fourth at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. It's a high noon game, well, so uh, yeah. I, I think Procky could be a premium at the Dunkin' Donuts Center that day. Yeah, looking forward to that. Though it'll be fun to have it back. Absolutely. As uh, we record this, we're less than a month away from that. So yeah, how about that. Time certainly flies, but um, I guess, well, the team that maybe has the best chance to return to the NCAA tournament this year, they could be up in Smithfield. Um, Bryant, you know, if you look at all the preseason accolades, they've either one or two atop the NCAA standings. That means at the very least, you should be in the same spot you were a year ago, the NEC championship game, which Bryant was, they hosted it, ended up losing to Mount St. Mary's, and that has been like their driving force throughout the summer into the fall as we begin the regular season tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, they were right there. Uh, I remember watching that game um, so close to, to, to getting the NCAA tournament bid. At the time, you're thinking maybe uh, maybe Jared Grasso gets some interest and, and, and moves on, heads elsewhere, but he's still here, uh, and he's got a lot of guys back. I, I don't see any reason why they won't contend again. Like you said, I think they'll be right there again. They have a nice nucleus, uh, Peter Kiss, you know, high score. They have uh, Chris Childs, another score. And also we should note Erickson Vance, who really came on at the end of freshman year uh, from the pride of Pawtucket from uh, from Shea High School. He really made impact. Let's see if he can make a jump heading into a sophomore year. And we get an early look at, uh, at a little Rhode Island rivalry. You or I and Bryant are squaring off uh, this Friday uh, down at the Ryan Center. It's actually part of the Sunshine Slam tournament a home site game in that tournament both the uh, both these programs are in that tournament um brandon you and i played a few years ago um it just just as a regular game so it's nice to see them continue this um in this opportunity i think that'll be a really good game i think bryant uh is going to go in there and, and give you or i all can handle on friday night i think that's going to be a very key early season game for both the teams to kind of see where they are and they go from there. You mentioned it's part of a yeah, in-season tournament. Um, but also, too, Will, we have one last uh, D1 team we're going to preview, and that's Brown. Yeah, and the, the storyline with the, with the Bears is that they're back for the first time in quite a long time. The Ivy League, of course, uh, was, was really the first uh, league to – the first domino to fall back in March 2020 with COVID. Uh, and then they just – they didn't play any sports last year. So that, that obviously included Brown basketball. 
so it's, 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 it must have been kind of crazy for those guys just to go a whole year without basketball. But here they are, ready to go. I know they're pretty optimistic about what they have. Some uh, some good returning players led by Tamanang Cho, who, who's been around a long time, been a really good player for a long time. Um, so they'll they'll be looking to make some noise in the Ivy League this year. No Jalen Gady, another player to keep an eye on. And also, too, well, they might have the biggest early season test. They go from playing Salve Regina on Tuesday night to going to fly to North Carolina. Yeah. yeah, how about that for a, for a step up in competition? Uh, yeah, definitely the biggest early season test uh, around here on the on the road in the Dean Dome uh, in your in your second game, your first game against a Division One team. Well, it, it promised to be at the very least an exciting season. Like we said, it's it'll be more back to normal where we have fans in the stands and you know uh, you know lots of reasons to talk about other than maybe COVID pauses and you know who's you know, missing games because of it, other issues. I know in the Big East, well, I don't know so much about the Atlantic 10 that if you miss a game, it could have resulted in a forfeit if, if you're if it's a Big East, Big East contest. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, fewer impacts. I mean, it was a pretty rough college basketball season for a lot of teams, uh, just ups and downs and trying to stay healthy. So hopefully, we're past that a little bit. And I think uh, either way, I think it – it will be a fun season around here. A lot of teams that are uh, are going to hope hope to be good, hope to make make a move this year. Absolutely, but um, we'll be back with another episode of Ocean State Sidelines, the college basketball edition, relatively soon. Until then, enjoy the games, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening.